The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday, the 22nd of December. In your Squiz today, a status update on New South Wales Avalon outbreak and what it could mean for Christmas. Still no trade deal between the EU and UK. Kidnapped Nigerian schoolboys are returned home. And our pick of the best of 2020 lists. This is your Squiz Today. Starting today with an update on the New South Wales Northern Beaches outbreak, straight to the numbers, 15 new cases yesterday all linked to the Avalon cluster, which brings the total in the outbreak so far to 83. While it's great to see the case numbers go down and not up, and that's with record testing, Premier Gladys Berejiklian isn't celebrating just yet. No, she said she's cautiously optimistic, but there's a big disclaimer. She said that, as we know, in a pandemic, things can be volatile and can move quickly. That's a quote from her from yesterday. There's quite a bit of pressure on officials at the moment with Wednesday uh, mid-tomorrow being quite a deadline for things. The Northern Beaches is in a lockdown uh, and also there's restrictions on gatherings across Greater Sydney and the surrounding regions. They all expire tomorrow. So if cases come down again today, that will be looking good for things potentially to loosen up. But the inverse, of course, is also true. What officials are really concerned about is that cases could be spreading across the city and into other areas. And if that's the case, then more of Sydney could see their Christmas plans cancelled. Lots of Sydney siders will be watching that 11am press conference tomorrow with very keen eyes and ears. When it comes to interstate travel, if there is good news and the case numbers are low, could it change anything with borders. No, doesn't look like it. And Mm. certainly those states, when you look at Queensland, the barricades are back up this morning. Uh, Plenty of states are saying that they're not going to look at changing their arrangements uh, for at least a few weeks. And uh, of course, that's mainly because that outbreak meets the definition of a hotspot that was uh, talked about at National Cabinet. So there's a way to go to see what happens with cases and doesn't look like the states and territories are going to move quite yet. What happened? yesterday as part of that discussion was that Premier Berejiklian reminded states and territories just to go a little bit Mm. easy on the rhetoric that it's a a very emotional time at the moment, that there's plenty of people who will have their plans disrupted. She asked them to keep in mind people's mental health around these sorts of things. And there was also a bit of a discussion about what New South Wales has done over this coronavirus crisis. About half of overseas arrivals have come through New Mm. South Wales They've shouldered a heavy load. That's something that Prime Minister Scott Morrison also pointed to yesterday when looking at how New South Wales fits into the bigger picture of Australia. Whether Christmas goes ahead in person or more virtually, he also reminded Australians that we have a lot to be grateful for. Ducking to Victoria just quickly, Claire, the inquiry into their second COVID-19 outbreak has found that it came down to the use of private security who were untrained and poorly equipped to prevent an outbreak. Yeah, Jennifer Coate, who undertook that inquiry, slammed the Andrews government for failing to identify the failings. We're still no closer to knowing who actually commissioned the use of private security guards at that system rather than Defence Force personnel and Victorian police. Premier Andrews has apologised again for the errors. 
And while most of us are counting down to Christmas and a bit of a break, if we can, there's another clock ticking, and that's the one marking the deadline for a trade agreement between the UK and the EU after Brexit. There's just over a week to go, but another round of weekend talks has passed without a deal, Claire. Surprise, they're still talking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, still no closer to making a deal there. Uh, No real hope of a deal being struck. There's some early insight into what border disruptions look like. France has put in place a ban from all travel from the UK. That includes trucks carrying freight through the Channel Tunnel or from Dover. That's over a super infectious COVID strain. More than 40 countries, including, as you say, France, but Germany, Italy, Canada, India, have now all shut their borders to travellers from the UK in an effort to prevent transmission of that super contagious strain of coronavirus. And Prime Minister Morrison acknowledged that that strain has made its way to Australia, but there's no medical advice here that would warrant a ban on UK arrivals given our hotel quarantine arrangements. Over to Nigeria now and the 340 boys who were abducted from a boarding school in northwest Nigeria earlier this month have now been rescued. Not many details are yet known though, Claire. No, confirmation of who was responsible, whether there was a ransom paid, uh, how that release occurred, all details that are still unknown. Islamist terror outfit Boko Haram have claimed responsibility, but as we say, there's still question marks about that. Uh, Also, it all adds to concerns about increasing violence in that region. Boko Haram have been responsible for the abduction of school children in the past. They consider Western education a sin against Islam. Good news, though, for those parents to have those boys home. Over to science news now, and a new archaeological study may have found evidence that early humans survived harsh winters by hibernating in caves, going into a torpor similar to what bears do. A metabolic state, apparently, that helps people survive long periods in really frigid conditions uh, with limited food supplies, apparently pretty much just like bears do, uh, go and hibernate for the winter. (laughs) That's what early Neanderthals and their predecessors did uh, way back in the day in a northern region of Spain. Uh, Hibernating, of course, is something that I think doesn't sound too bad if you live in the cold. (laughs) The theory has yet to be proven. I feel like I do a small version of that in winter anyway. <laughs> Staying inside with comfort food is yeah, something it? like that, exactly. In sports news now, and two Aussie athletes are having a cracking end to the year. Surfer Tyler Wright took home the Maui Pro Surfing title in Hawaii. It was historic too because that final took place at the iconic Banzai Pipeline. That's the first time a major women's event has been held there in Hawaii. It's her 12th career win. It's a cracking story, this Mm. one. Wright has been plagued by illness. She was plagued by injury. It's her first win since 2016. What she said is she was pretty cool, calm and collected (laughs) about it. She said she works really hard to be able to compete at that level. This is just the result of that hard work coming together. Means she'll start next year with a number one ranking under her belt. And in golf, Aussie Hannah Brown tied for second in the LPGA Tour Championships, which means she took home a nice prize purse of around $276,000. The tournament was won by world number one Jin Young Ko. 
Wrapping up, Claire, and if you're at work and needing a bit of a distraction still, we've rounded up some of the best of the best of lists that start popping up this time of year. You've got a favourite best of list out of these ones, though. Couple, there's one on cultural moments, which I found really fascinating going back. Remember when Jen and Bragg got on Zoom and read a script together and the world was alive? (laughs) (laughs) The other one that is just so random the best, fakest and most teary influencer <laughs> apologies of 2020. I have no idea who most of these people are, but yeah. the drama attached to their lives, it's incredible. It doesn't matter if you don't know who they are. The journeys these people go on, it's uh, quite incredible. Journey is the word, yeah. They're all in the Squids Today email if you want to jump in and take a look. And that's all from us today. A little reminder that there's plenty of fun Squiz Kids holiday episodes being released. There's Kids v Adults news quizzes. There's the best of the grossest, weirdest, sportiest, smelliest news stories. Lots of fun to be had there. I'll put a link to Squiz Kids in your episode notes. Other than that, have a good day and we will be back with you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.